Welcome to Diner Talks with James. Slide into the booth and let's have conversations we never want to end with friends we never want to leave over food we probably shouldn't be eating. Welcome to another episode of Diner Talks with James. I'm James, and we're super excited to get this one going. This week's guest is the one and only Sarah Lowry. She and I have been friends for a number of years, probably coming up on uh, nine, eight, nine years, something like that. Um, But uh, she is a wonderful human being in my life, and I can't wait for you to meet her. But before we do that, but before we do that, we got to jump in, as always, with tonight's Top three, top three. My friends, if you ever want to contribute to the top three, top three, I would love for you to follow my Facebook page. Go to facebook.com backslash James T. Robo and just drop your suggestions in there. Uh, feel free, you can drop it in. If you see the next week's thing posted, you can drop it in there or wherever. You can shoot me a DM. Please slide in these DMs. I've just heard it's a really big self-esteem boost, and I'm here for that. The top three, top three, y'all. Let's get it going. I was asked, James, who are your top three favorite rappers? Friends, this one's hard. This one's hard, y'all. This one's real difficult because there's a lot of factors involved, all right? And so uh, so I picked who I believe were the top three best lyricists out there right now. Now, whether they are my all-time favorites, I don't know. One of them is. but, uh, But either way, the first one's a little problematic, but it's Eminem. Eminem is just nasty on the microphone. The way that he rhymes, the polysyllabic rhymes are crazy. Uh, If we were also doing the top three most problematic rappers, Eminem would also uh, be number one on that list. But he's number three on this list, y'all. Next, Biggie. Come on, y'all. I lived in Brooklyn for a long time. Biggie is just one of the greatest of all time. Biggie feels like you're sitting in a recliner. You're sitting in a Cadillac, a Lincoln. You're sitting in a Jaguar with the seat rock back. His flow is so in the pocket. It is crazy. Let me know who your favorite rappers are, by the way. I want to hear about them. But my number one favorite rapper of all time is Hova, Jay-Z. Y'all? I've seen him. I've seen him at least five times in concert. I think he has one of the best flows ever, uh, and uh, I think he's just an incredible rapper. He's actually the person that got me into it. Jay Z's Volume One. That was the first hip hop album that I ever owned. Jay Z's "The City Is Mine" is the first hip hop song that I knew all the words to. Uh, it had Black Street on it. The song was fire. Check it out. So those are my top three, top three favorite rappers. Thank you for that question. Up next. Up next. Top three things that hurt more than they should. The top three things that hurt more than they should. Number one, stubbing your pinky toe. Why does that hurt so damn? How many nerves are possibly in your pinky toe? It is rude how much that hurts. Number two, number two is biting the inside of your lip when you're just trying to enjoy your damn meal. Ugh. I did this earlier today. That's probably why this is the top three, top three, but I bit the shit out of the inside of my lip, y'all. Like to the point where it's like one mash, like instantly bleeding. It was terrible. I don't understand why it hurts so much. The number one thing. Alexa's talking to me. Alexa is talking to me. (laughs) How does Alexa always know what's going on? I'm probably going to get ads for Band-Aids now because the number one thing that is something that hurts more than it should is whenever you get a paper cut on your cuticle, yo, 
Why does that hurt so much? And why does it hurt for three days? That's rude. I don't understand it, friends. It's just like a little dippy cut and it hurts forever. Those top three, top three things that hurt way more than they should. I don't know if any of y'all have any of those things going on right now. Canker sores could have been in there as well. Um, But uh, yeah, for sure. And last but not least in the top three, top three, the top three newer movies that I've seen that have black female leads. Black female leads. So here we go, y'all. First off, if Beale Street could talk. This movie is so damn good, y'all. It's so damn good. Uh, if Beale Street could talk was incredible. Uh, shout out to Memphis. Shout out to Dry Ribs. But just shout out to an even better film. Uh, number two. Number two is Hidden Figures. Uh, Hidden Figures is an incredible film. Uh, incredible film. If you have not seen it, make sure that you've seen it. Let me know if you have seen these movies or if you have other recommendations. The number one movie that I've seen recently that I loved the most that had a black female lead. These women were such badasses. Y'all, I'm going to say it. Black Panther, y'all, okay? If you don't watch Black Panther and just like feel something in your bones, I don't know what's going on with you. You need to check your roots. But there is something absolutely stunning about the power in that movie. Uh, And all three of these movies are incredible. They are all very different as well. Um, But I recommend that you check them out. They're incredible. I wonder if any of y'all have seen some of these movies. Some of y'all have seen Beale Street. I see that uh, for sure. Uh, Some definitely things. Yeah, some of you seen hidden figures incredible uh movies for sure i love it my friends those are the top three top three for tonight let's jump into the show y'all we got a special guest coming up here her name is sarah lowry she brings energy everywhere she goes even when you don't want it even when you're not even ready for it it's coming y'all and she is incredible okay easily has one of the most infectious laughs of anybody that i know more importantly than that she's one of the most humble individuals that i know um and is someone who does not always see just how freaking brilliant and great and beautiful uh that she is she is an exceptional exceptional <laughs> like me she's an exceptional speaker uh she is incredible advocate uh she is also a very willing and civically engaged volunteer i hope we get into some of the work that she's been doing because she's doing some amazing stuff but my friends let's bring it out right now the one the only clap it out sarah lowry wakanda forever i love it i love your top three you i didn't agree with you on a lot of it but i love it you didn't agree with me Tupac, Tupac, Tupac. Don't, don't, don't forget about Tupac. I won't forget about Tupac, but it's not top four, top four. So. <laughs> <laughs> or, 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 wait, the elbow. You know when you hit your elbow right on the funny bone? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the least funny thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not, it's not even funny. It's like, you're like, what the? Yeah, yeah. it's just, yeah. it's just, it's one of those moments where you're like, it is rude how much this hurts. <laughs> Right, right. Like, I'm mad. I got a whole attitude for the rest of the day. Yep. Yes. Yeah, for sure. And then, I like all three of your movies. I get down with your movies. You okay, didn't go tell, wrong there. Okay, tell me. No, no, wrong, no wrong there? Yeah, that was, that was perfect list. Perfect list. Perfect okay. list. Okay, I appreciate that. That means a lot. That means a Good lot. Good job. Good job. Thanks. Thank you. I'm doing a curtsy right now. You can't see, but I'm, I'm curtsying. <laughs> Sarah Lowry. How are you, my friend? Man, it's been a it's been an interesting time, but I'm good. I'm much more I'm much more gooder. Can I can I can I not? Yeah, no, my, sure. English teacher, yeah. my English teacher might be watching. I'm sorry. Um, 
<laughs> I am much better this week than I was last week than I was the week before. So, yeah. you know, each week I get a little emotionally, mentally stronger. But yeah, mm-hmm. for the most part, I'm doing I'm doing dandy. Yeah. Uh, I love I love the use of the term interesting. By far the longest mm. word in the English language that doesn't mean anything. Um, <laughs> That's why you can use it. You can use it so randomly, and people are like, "Oh yeah, that was re- yeah, like, yeah." How about that book? Interesting, yeah. interesting. I didn't even read it, but it was interesting. Inter- interesting is a consistent five. <laughs> Right. Like it's not, it's not a six, seven, eight, nine or 10, right. not a one, two, three, four. Like interesting is hitting a five every time. Right. Exactly. It's like, yeah. It was the movie interesting? It was very interesting. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Snaps, snaps. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, I love it. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for joining and hanging out with me. Uh, I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you being here. Uh, Thanks. Yeah, for sure. I'm in Waffle House. This is my version of Waffle House. We diner. My favorite diner is Waffle House. So yeah. I did. Only thing it's missing is a couple of flies, but uh, can get them to come in this evening. It's a little little chilly. And some plastic cups that still taste like soap. (laughs) Right. 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 Better soap than what it was in them before, probably. Sarah, here's an important question for you. How do you order your hash browns in Waffle House? Uh, Scattered, colored, smothered, chunk. Scattered, covered. Scattered, covered, smothered. smothered. For the people that don't know what the heck you just said, uh, i.e. the uneducated, right? Like, step your Waffle House game up, yeah, watchers. Yeah, okay? House. These uh, are the yeah. people. They did uh-huh. I get it. I get it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, so what is scattered, scattered, covered? It's one. I know you got cheese in there. I know you got, I think you got ham. Uh, mm-hmm. What is scattered? Chop. Onion. Onion, okay. And then scattered, covered, cheese. Mm-hmm. Chop, what did I say? Scattered, smothered is smothered. the cheese. Yep, yep. yep. Yeah. So yeah, that they, they mix them up. It's That's like it. it's not the patty, you know, the yeah. neat little patty. It's not the patty. It's like no, in no, pieces no. with yes, some no. onion, mm-hmm. some cheese, some ham, <laughs> and then I douse ketchup on it because it's, it's nothing. It's not good without ketchup. Oh wow, you douse ketchup on it. Mm-hmm. People judge me in IHOP. Um, mm-hmm. I've said I think I've said this before on here, um, and it's, it's too many eye rolls. So I'll say it again because there's nothing I love more than making people roll their eyes. Um, but uh, uh, I. When uh, Waffle House is where I first started to learn how to eat grits. Um, And when I started eating grits, you know, because I'm from the north, we didn't have grits on Long Island. You know, Uh we had oatmeal and farina. Um, So, uh, but but yeah, but uh, but grits. So I take I take the jam packets, ideally strawberry, and I put jam in the grits at Waffle House. Tell me about your face right now, Sarah. Let's talk about this expression. My face is like, how you disrespect those grits like that? What is wrong with you, yo? I am a Southern girl. My father, my father used to nothing like whipping up a, a, a pot of grits every morning. Yeah. My dad would fix a hot breakfast every morning that included grits. So the only thing you could do is either add cheese or sugar. You went too far with the jelly, yo. Don't tell nobody else that. Don't tell. No. Nobody. That, that was disrespectful. You disrespected every okay. person who eats grits right now, man. Don't do that. Wow, you should person. get eye rolls. Wow. Okay. Okay. Wow. There we go. I mean, I maybe, should... can, can you go back to interesting, please? <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry. No problem. No problem. No problem. 
<laughs> oh wow, James, that's interesting. That's yeah, interesting. For sure, for sure. Jelly, and it's and it's strawberry, right? Yeah, yeah, strawberry. Yeah, we got some Canadians here. Who don't have IHOP here, oh, uh, unfortunately. Dan Fail agrees with the way you eat your grits, though. Yes, um, <laughs> sure. eating habits. We have some eating habits. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So uh, I love. Yeah, no waffle house is the move. Late night diner talks. You and I have had a few of those, and maybe they're not diners. Maybe they are uh, sitting at a conference hotel, or maybe they are just sitting in your car. <laughs> Oh, we've, just, right. we've just had a couple of calls, a couple, a couple of moments where it's like, my car is right next to yours, but let's just sit in here and talk while we eat McDonald's. Um, right, so, right. Or a golf cart or a golf yep. cart. <laughs> yep, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, golf cart, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love it. Well, Sarah, I'm so excited that you're on here, and uh, and I and I appreciate the way that you answered the question earlier, right? That it's inter- interesting times, yeah. interesting times before um, yeah. uh, that we are in right now. Yeah. And uh, you know, I was thinking about you when I was coming up with this top three, top three list. Um, and uh, and one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about is is something that I don't know much about. And as always, if I say anything that is a misstep. I hope that you will correct me because I know I'm a work in progress out here. And so please feel free uh, because it'll be the benefit of everybody that's out here as well. Um, But uh, there is uh, there is a a section of our society that Mm -hmm. is consistently forgotten about. Um, and so as I talk about things like hidden figures, um, Mm -hmm. right. Uh, When we talk about uh, black women, Mm-hmm. in the United States, black mm-hmm. women in the United States, maybe internationally as well. Can't speak internationally as much, but, uh, but it's definitely here in the United States. Um, black women are often forgotten about afterthoughts. Um, they aren't often as, as celebrated as they need to be. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and so I guess a really blunt question that I have for you is as a black woman, mm-hmm. how are you doing in 2020? Invisible. Um, so here's the deal. As Invisible. you're talking, Powerful. Powerful. as you're talking, I'm like, yeah, black we black women have a, the greatest superpower ever, and it's we're invisible until we make a loud enough noise, right? So as how I'm doing in 2020, um, you know, we we started off with um, with this pandemic, right? That we now notice hit the the hit the African-American community quite hard. Um, And then we go into what we see right now that is happening. And I think I, as a black woman, um, have found myself in challenging conversations. Um, I found myself having my own emotions and dealing with my own missteps as as walking through my profession, uh, walking through my side hustle, my speaking hustle, um, and even now my friends, right? So I've been in moments where I've now questioned should should we even be friends anymore? Mm, um, and yeah. so it's it's Sarah in 2020 is is has been a challenge, but on some level, it's also a moment where I'm excelling because for the first time ever, I feel like oh I can use my voice, and now you you want to appreciate it? Oh, it's on! It's it's on! <laughs> Sit um, <down>. Right? Like, <laughs> hold up! Now you listen to me? Oh, and now you're not offended? Oh, let's rock this! We're gonna go hard. Um, and so a couple of my last posts on my own uh, social media platforms, I, I I've called people out. And not to be disrespectful, um, but, you know, you you have this group of people that's like, oh, my God, Sarah, you're so awesome. But it's like, if you really believe that I'm awesome, then believe in my culture. 
all of it, right? You take Sarah, yeah. you take all of me, and taking all of me means you're standing with me. And then when standing with me means that when you in mixed company, you're speaking up when I can't speak up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, standing with me meaning that, you know, you're supporting me. If somebody's like, I need a good speaker, you're not thinking about your all your white friends, but you're thinking about, oh, I know black speakers and white speakers, and you're bringing us up equally, right? Yeah. Um, or when you are a renter, you own, you own a building, you're maybe asking, hey, Sarah, you know a good black family who needs a nice home instead of going to your white friends who you're like, oh, I know they're going to be good. You're like, you, you're opening up your opportunities to do cast a wider net to be more inclusive. Um, so I feel right now empowered because now we do for once have a platform where I don't think people are like, oh, the black people, oh, she's angry black girl, right? That I can actually speak my mind and not feel like you're going to look at me kind of like, oh, she's angry again. Oh, there she is. She looks like some bitch again. Like, you really now want to hear what I have to say. And now you're asking me questions because you want to, you know, you want to make sure that you're being more accepting. Um, So I feel like, you know, as much as we're frustrated right now, it's also a good time to be excited because it's like, let's push, let's push the envelope. Like you want to, you want to have a conversation. Let's talk. Right. But this time we're talking with full transparency and speaking from a real space. So Sarah in 2020 right now is feeling yeah, a little dejected, but also feeling a little inspired and a little empowered. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like that superhero power of invisible, of being invisible is now starting to, you're starting to see me and starting to hear me yeah. and starting to understand my value and understand what I can bring to the table, just like my white women counterparts. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's beautiful. Uh, I, I, you said so many powerful things in there. I, I want to I come back to a couple of them. But what I first want to say is let, let's, let's flesh this out just a little bit more. Why, why do you use the term invisible? What a, what a powerful Ooh. word. Uh, dive a little bit deeper into that for me. Yeah, I think for so long, you know, it's kind of, um, I I can look at it from so many different perspectives, right? I just had this conversation earlier where as women in general, right, we are, you come into the house, if you've got a husband, you come into the house and he's looking at you like, where's dinner? No, don't don't ask me how my day was. Don't don't care about my day, but you want your dinner, right? And so you don't really see me as equal to know I had just a hard day as you, right? So again, another moment of invisible. Or if we're in spaces um, and we're and a lot of times I've worked in predominantly white institutions ever since I've been working in the, in the field of higher education, mm-hmm. and I'm the only black face around the table, and and I've said things and and. Nobody made a comment, but if my white colleague says it, oh, wow, that's a great idea, such and such. And I'm like, what the heck? Did I not just say that? And yeah. so yeah. Um, it's, it's like, and I know I'm not the only one. So I, I think when for a lot of black women, we feel like we really are not heard and we really are not seen unless we force our way in. And if we force our way in, then then we, if we are good Christian black women, we're like, we don't want to be disrespectful. Uh, then I'm worried about your feelings when I really shouldn't care because you don't really care about mine. I just trying to get in so people can see my value and see my worth. So I think we, you know, and I use the word invisible, it's like we're making things happen, but it's always behind the scenes mm-hmm. and it's never get the value or the connection that so many other folks get. And so, so much of what we do, especially as black women, you know, we are single moms who's busting two jobs and, and 
and and nobody recognized that like oh that's that, that's supposed to be the norm but yeah. then let somebody else like oh I have I have I'm a single mom and it's like oh the community is like we've got to help her she's a single mom what all these single moms out here in the world and we're not really putting the same effort there or um I think about students right as black girls who are in school um they're applying for scholarships I just see a situation where a girl applied for a scholarship and she 4.0 involved in tons of clubs and organizations, letter of recommendations at the Wazoo. Um, and then the girl, it's a 3.2 white girl gets the scholarship. And again, she's like, it's never enough, right? And I think the key thing about being invisible is that it's never enough. Like we always gotta go one step further, go one step harder. We gotta make sure we watch our P's and Q's. We have to make sure we say it the right way. We have to smile the right way. Ooh, let me change my voice because I sound too heavy. It's like we have to make changes, but you still fail to see our work. You still fail to see who we are. You still fail to bring us to the table and give us the valuable, give us a chance like you're giving everyone else. That's that invisible life I talk about. Make sense? That does. Yeah, Uh, that that really does. Um, uh, And and that is, it, it is so much to carry. Mm. Um, it is so much to carry, and and, and especially for you, Sarah, you uh, you take it one step further because not only are you just being a black woman, um, you're also choosing to educate, mm. right? And so you're yeah. you're like you're like let me carry some more shit, actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> let me also, yeah, yeah. Let me not only yeah. carry the the burden of being right. made to feel invisible in this country, um, but let me also carry the burden of educating you people who have made me feel yeah. invisible, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And 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 what a dichotomy! I mean, I'm wondering in the last three weeks, uh, mm-hmm. in, in the last three weeks, how have you found a balance between? I just need to be Sarah, who's just like what the fuck another another <laughs> another black man murdered and now however mm-hmm. many i mean uh, now, yeah i mean since even since george floyd brianna taylor right like we can now yeah. start listing new names yeah um right yeah. and and, yeah. and, and, but, and but, like, but james yes. be mindful george floyd had to die before we even looked at brianna taylor another moment yes. of invisible of being invisible right yes. this girl was laying in her house in her bed minding her business and you, if you're no not warrant, come in at the wrong apartment, do your job right, sir. And you can this woman lost her life. That didn't even make the headlines. It didn't even make like nationwide news. It was like in that area a story, right? And may God rest his soul, George Floyd loses his life, right? That's nationwide. And the mom goes, Hold up, hold up. Did y'all not hear about my daughter? Did you not see that? And again. It's like, oh yeah, and let's add her name. No, let's don't just add her name. Understand she was wrong. And then we have the responsibility to make sure we have the same energy and the same fight for her, for the Sandra Blanc. Like, it's, so it's like, we're we're invisible one more time. I'm sorry, I got excited. My bad. Go no, ahead. You're right. you're right. I mean, I mean, and, and there are so many, uh, there are others like, like Sandra Bland and there are mm-hmm. other women who just didn't didn't get the shine of, of some others. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, even in this case, in losing their life, it still wasn't enough. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, and, and you're completely right. And that was a great call out um, because uh, you're right. There was, I felt like in social media, there was a push for Brianna Taylor a week after the George Floyd stuff. Mm-hmm. Like all of a sudden I was like, oh wait. And now like, I mean, like mm-hmm. it's crazy, right? There was literally a Brianna Taylor law 
but yet her killers run free with jobs, right? right. Like, I mean, yeah. like it's like, right. it's right. like, thanks for the law. How about justice? Right. Um, <laughs> you wanna you wanna have a moment with this man? Like, what's yeah. going on? Why is he free? So yeah, yeah, for sure. It. Yeah. So so for so for you, how I mean, uh, how has carrying those two things been? Like, where are those moments where uh, where you have just allowed yourself to uh, to grieve, to get angry, to be like, here we go again, to be like, it's still like the same bullshit, and also to be frustrated of like, this is what it took for y'all. We needed a pandemic on top of on top of obvious killing with a police officer with a hand in his pocket, casually mm-hmm. killing somebody. That's mm-hmm. what it took for y'all to finally mm-hmm. realize that. Oh wait, maybe this matters um right and uh and and so like that frustration that you that you must carry um and but on the other side of being like but like you mentioned earlier but this is our time because people are listening and as an educator we want to catch people when they're listening how has it been for you that that juxtaposition of emotions um it's been a process right so i think the first initial week and 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 you sit i don't know about you james i said it and watched the video not once but twice and not because i wanted to glorify i'm just sitting there i think i was just in shock like i'm like wait you just this is you just doing this right now um and and i began i think the second time i'm like who is standing around why is nobody pushing this officer off like i think i started to analyze and i think I, I was angry, a very angry. And so I, I go into my staff meeting with, with my all white staff. Um, but I also have, let me give my boss a shout out. Um, not because I feel like I have to, not because I'm brown nosing, because here's a white woman who understands and who's like giving space and room, right? Mm-hmm. To say, Sarah, I know it's a lot. Tell me what you need from me and how can I be supportive to you? Um, and I don't think I've ever had it in any supervisor I've ever had in all of my days. Um, and so any white woman supervisor, let me, let me share that. So I think that first week, I canceled meetings, James. I, I didn't feel like talking to white people. Um, I, 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 I didn't want to have these one-on-ones. Um, I, I got to a place of anger because then, you know, it was the white guilt that I started hearing from a lot of my friends. Um, it was the text messages that was like, Sarah, I'm so sorry. Um, tell me what I can do. How can I support the cause? And I'm like, stop asking me that. Like, read like google like do something um but then there was people who was like sarah this is what i'm doing i'm protesting i'm like all right bet i appreciate it um so i think the first week and a half it was a moment of frustration period but then i needed to figure out how do i use that how did i use that right so the one thing i I love about me but also hate about me is i always see both sides of the spectrum right i always see both sides of the point so i'm like all right, I have some really great white friends who I love who are struggling right now. And one of them just said, I don't even know what to say. I, I don't even know. Just, I protest, but I feel like it's not enough. I want to do more, right? Mm-hmm. And so I know there was this group of folks who was, I have questions, but I don't want to ask them, but I'm Googling it and the answer is not there. And this one I realized is that as much as I want to tell you to Google it, the answers are really not on Google. Like you can read the, all the books in the world, but sometimes the answers just in our stories as Black Americans. And mm-hmm. so I feel like we, if we're in a space that we can be emotionally, mentally, and psychologically healthy, then we owe it to be able to share our story. So for me, I work. Like I, university to Delaware want their funds. They want their hours, right? So I have to go to work every day, but my platform, my protest has been, I'm in front of white audiences, in front of students, in front of friends, colleagues to say, 
ask me the question, right? You can't find the answer. Or even if you didn't look, let me ask me the question, but let me be very fair with you, right? Right now that who dwells within me is a Martin and a Malcolm, right? For those of you who don't know, let me break it down for you one more time. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. That's like the positive, clean, like nonviolence, great answer. And then there's the Malcolm, like, what the, like, I'm ready to come through with you in a minute. So both of them exist inside of me and I had to negotiate. And I say to people, like, I, I can't guarantee you which one is going to answer you, but I can promise you that I will try to engage you in a conversation that I hope that will elevate you, but it will also elevate us to move together in a, in a united front, right? I had to do that. That's part of my protest. The other part of my protest is getting people, Black people to tell your stories, right? So I, I went on my Facebook and said, when did you first fall in love with being Black? Because the one thing I know about relationships, the more I know about you, the more I can identify with your life, the more I can respect you, right? Mm-hmm. And so I want them to be able to hear Black Like, just don't look at our Black face and assume you know the story. No, no, you don't know our story, but I need you to ask what our story is, because I get guarantee you, you're going to find we're more like than not, right? Yes. And so when yes. we, when I cut, I'm bleeding red. I'm pretty sure if I cut you, you're bleeding red. And at the end of the day, if you say you were supposed to be an American and you're supposed to be, this is my favorite, a good Christian, how in the world are you looking at me by my color, right? But you're the first one that's like, well, you, you know, and then you have those people who are I'm so gonna, I'm going to sip my tea real quick on that. <laughs> well, this, and you know, you have those that are so Christian, right? And they're <laughs> wall that they're like, well, Sarah, that's not you. That's the other black people. No, sweetie, that is me. That's my culture. You can't separate me from my culture. I am who I am. So I think for me, it is my new platform, my new goal, right? I would engage in those conversations, right? I had a conversation with speakers and I'm not going to ever lie. It's taxing. When I get off, I cry. I'm like fussing. And then I'm like, all right, get your stuff together. Let's go. Let's, Let's get back on here. Because I realize, you know, something that you said that I've heard repeated I want to be on the right side of history. And even though as a black woman, I want to be on the right side of history that I can continue to tell the story. Because if I tell you to Google your answer, I don't know what you're Googling. And so now whatever you're Googling is going to become what you know to be true. Yeah. I don't know and what I your don't... algorithms are, right? Right, yeah. right. Yeah. And so now you're going to be like, well, Sarah told me to Google it, so I guess this is the right answer. And I'm like, nah. So instead of me telling you to Google it, I'm going to share with you my story. I'm going to share with you my story. I'm going to answer the questions. I want us to get to a place where we can communicate. Um, But this is exciting because we know it's been taboo to talk about race. Um, So I've been able to do that. So I've I've grown from anger to frustration to to heart, heartbroken, right? Because that could have been my dad. That could have been my brothers. That could have been my nephews. Like it could have been anybody in my family that, that could have been um, Mr. Floyd. Right. But it, but, but so I want to be able to be in a position where I know that I try to stand up and have good conversations and help people think differently and think better and think collectively and more inclusively and understand don't be a racist. Like it's, it's not it's not a hard concept. Right. Um, and so it's just like it's, you just got to, you, you know, you know better. Hopefully, hopefully you do better. Right. But we'll see. Yeah, ideally that's how that works for sure. Uh, but we never, <laughs> we never know. But here's the other thing, Sarah, that I think is important is that not every black person 
is you. Mm-hmm. Right? Exactly. Like not, and, and, and exactly. because of experiences, because of stories, because of what they've seen, because of every, you know, whatever it is, all right. viable reasons, right. not every black person has the, the patience. Right. has the and even has the, uh, the the patience to find the language to make a more digestible answer to right. someone who is is like I just want us all to get along right, um, right. right? like right. This, every, right. everybody should just be comfortable right, um, right? right. like and uh, and so uh, that's where your power comes in. Um, yeah. That's where your power come in. I mean, I know I am grateful for it. Uh, I mean, your video, your video that you put on Instagram again, make sure you, I put up our Instagram before I'll put it up again. Um, but like the stand with me video mm-hmm. is so powerful uh, because it is um, hashtags aren't standing with sharing a post on a story isn't standing with right. uh, and, and uh, there, there are ways uh, those are, those are good. Educate yourself. Right. And, and, yeah. and please buy a mirror and look at it for a while. Um, yeah. and, right. Like that's important as well. That's important reflection and whatnot. Um, yeah. But that capacity of standing with somebody is really powerful. And, and just because you texted all of your black friends, yo, you good. Um, like, you know, I mean, it's interesting. I have a, I had a buddy of mine who was actually a former student of mine, um, who, uh, who put on Instagram. He said, some of y'all, he said, he said, some of y'all from high school out here texting me, bro, you just wanted to check in and see you're doing okay. When I know you use the N word when we were in high school, uh, I know that you didn't care about my blackness until 2020. We graduated eight years ago. Yeah, I'm good, but not because of you. Um, right. And, uh, mm-hmm. and so, uh, there, there, there is power in that. Um, and, mm-hmm. and that's why, uh, that's why I know I'm very grateful for you, Sarah, is that, I mean, you have made me a better person, um, and, uh, a more observant, mm-hmm. a more knowledgeable, uh, uh, individual in this, in, you know, putting in work to be an ally. Uh, and, and so, yeah, <clears throat> so I, I appreciate that about you for sure. And that's that. You know what? Let me let me get this man a shot. He's not here. He can't hear it. But I have family that's on here, and so they'll be they'll be like, she didn't even talk about it. that. Comes from Jesse David Laurie. That's my father. He was a Marine who grew up in rural Mississippi, mm. and he taught me. You know, you will respect and love everyone you come and climb up. But he was the one who was like, let's engage people in conversation. Like my father knew no stranger, and my father seen some stuff. Right? I said rural Mississippi it was Crawford, Mississippi, like a really small town in deep Mississippi. And so uh, my father was the one who said, this is this is who you would be. And, and so the best way to honor his memory is to be the woman he raised me to be. So that's that's coming from a Marine, a, a good, Marine. strong man. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. In a two syllable town that in the South, you just merged <laughs> into one Crawford. Crawford. Um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I can only imagine the stories that your father has. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> yeah absolutely. Uh, Sarah, here's another interesting, uh, another interesting layer to it is, uh, is that you are a woman. Um, <laughs> don't know if you knew that. Let, let me tell you about you, Sarah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but as a woman who talks about feminism as well, mm-hmm. um, an interesting aspect that's coming up right now, uh, as you talk about being good Christians and whatnot, it's a really important word and that's intersectionality. 
Mm. right? And the intersectionality uh, of the idea of like, you can't care about my race and not care about the fact that I'm gay. You can't care about the fact that I am uh, a woman, but not care about the fact that I am, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Like you, you either, the intersectionality uh, is important. And oftentimes we hear a lot of white feminism. Um, and, and I'd be curious if you'd be willing to talk a little bit about that uh, as well. And kind of like and what you're carrying there, because I mean, as a woman, you're already told uh, to keep it smooth, to keep it calm, to keep it like it all. It's all put together. Right. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to be funny, but not too funny. You're allowed to be loud, but not too loud. You're allowed to cry, but don't cry too much. You're allowed, right. Mm-hmm. Like you're told to keep your emotions in this little sound wave right here. Never too mm-hmm. high, never too low. Mm-hmm. And you'll make it in business. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> and like it's such, wow. it's such bullshit. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'd be curious for you to talk a little bit about uh, about that um, as well, you know, and, and what does that intersectionality look like here? You know, it's funny, James. One of the things I always fuss about is that as we advance each year, we our, our vocabulary advance, right? But I feel like that that's great. But I feel like sometimes you just need to go back to the basics and the golden rule, treat people as you want to be treated, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I think about when we start looking at like, oh, well, you know, it goes kind of back with the example I used earlier where someone was like, Sarah, you're 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 not a part of that culture. It's like, nah, yeah, I am. I'm I'm a black woman. Um and, and I when people see me, they don't see a speaker first. They don't see someone who works in higher ed. They see a black girl, right? And they're like, mm, was she trying? How many kids she got? Like, I'm like, excuse you, none. Like it's like it's really this the stereotypes. And so when I think about you know, all the definitions that is utilized for one woman, right? For one woman, she has so many adjectives from the ceiling to the floor of the things that describe and make her up, right? And those things are the things that make her unique. But yet we still narrow all of those beautiful words down to either one or two words, right? Um, either she is a gay woman. And so it's like, when we talk, it's like, oh, is she? I think she's a gay, I, she, the gay white lady. It's like, <laughs> she's oh, like Ellen, right, oh, Ellen DeGeneres who always win like all these Golden Globes who's an amazing comedian who talks, have a great talk show, but we yeah. narrowed her down to, you know, the gay white woman. Like what? It's like, or, you know, it's like we think about, you know, the black woman, the black gay woman. Who are we talking like, Stop with these titles, right? And yeah. so I think that that's the other thing that I think, it's funny, I had a conversation with a friend of mine just before the show out of the class. I said, why is it when I get out of class, I feel like I'm the dumbest student in the room? And she's like, come on, serious, because it's, it's the definitions that we teach ourselves over the years that we begin to embody. And I'm like, oh, that's right. I got I got to fight off those definitions, right? And so we've gotten so used to society giving us these labels mm-hmm. that we start to believe within ourselves that's who we are, right? Mm-hmm. That we are, I'm a Black woman. Well, technically I am, but the reality of it is I'm a badass black woman, right? Oh. There's some amazing things. Yes, yes, and so yes, let's yes. talk about those things instead of labeling down to these two things. So when we talk about the nice word of intersectionality, we put in this nice big word, we put it in Webster's Dictionary, we define it. When we talk about, we, we have these great conversations, but the bottom line for me will always go back to, I am more than your two labels that you can manage to come up in your brief dictionary, right? Mm-hmm. I need you to expand your vocabulary and really engage with 
with me and know who I am um, and know what I what I what I bring to the table. So I'm, I struggle even with, you know, and even when you said a feminist, I'm like, even when it's like, I just want what's due to me is due to me. Right. At the end of the day, if I am a good speaker, period, not a black good speaker, not a black woman, good speaker. Yeah, yeah. Not, if I'm a good speaker, pay me my worth. Don't look at my skin color and my gender and decide, well, since she's a black girl, that's only going to pay her a thousand less. Like, are you kidding me? Right. Like, pay me my worth and don't look at, like, don't put, don't try to put me in these categories. Look at the job that I'm providing or look at mm-hmm. the, the gift that I'm given or look at the time that I'm putting in, right? And mm-hmm. pay me my worth. So when you talk about feminism, I get a little frustrated there too, because yeah. it's not that I am just looking at it from the perspective of, oh, women need to have equal rights, but it's like, everybody need to have they do justice, like, period. Like, I don't care what is women, men, whatever, because even, you know, we talk about, well, women get paid here, men get paid here. We know that it's it's been out there. But I think about, you know, like, it's not fair for Hispanic women or it's not fair for. So it's like, it's just, uh, it's one of those frustrating moments because it's like, I really want us to just really get past their feminists or are they, you know, what are they, are they in the LGBTQIA community or are they, you know, it doesn't matter. Why does it, ma- why does it matter? How does that affect you and what you do in your life? Right. Mm-hmm. But are they, what's their talent? What's their skill? What's, what are they bringing to the table? That's what I need us to work with. And so we still are using these big, pretty words because it sounds good and it gives definition, but it does, it, it gives people another layer to hide behind to try to explain and try to say like, oh, well, this is why. No, boo. It's because you're not educated. So step your game up, educate oh. your mind, get oh place where you really have read deeper than just the table of contents but you've actually read the book so then you know how to make better decisions to hire better people or to engage people in different type of conversation does that does that make sense did i answer your question we're not going to tangent did i answer your question first off i'm here for any damn tangent you go on sarah Lally. uh i'm i'm holding on and i'm loving it uh no i mean you're speaking you're speaking truth because here's the thing we as human beings we know this humans love themselves a pattern, right? Right. Our brains are pattern generating machines. We know that our patterns make us feel us. uh, They, they, they like to, they make us feel comfortable. Like we know what to expect. Right. And so humans love patterns and human love, humans love boxes, right? Like, Oh, now wait, which box can I put you in? (laughs) Which one, which, Oh, Oh, you're that. Right. Great. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. <laughs> I know exactly how to deal with you. Right. Well, let me now yeah. do I really because sometimes I'm putting you in a box that I know you don't fit in, but let me chisel you down. Let me demean you. Let me let me sec- let me second class mm-hmm. you. Let me put you in a position where you second guess yourself so that you will fit in this box. Let's mm-hmm. don't forget there's that place that happens too, where so it's like, oh, she's a black woman. We can make her feel less than so we don't have to pay her as much. Like I believe people do that because you just mm-hmm. are ignorant. So it's like, yeah, I got mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Sorry. No. No, yeah, this, I mean, that get past the table of contents line. Uh, yeah. If you haven't written a blog post about that, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad I was able to open the space. You know, I mean, I really think this is me that I did that. So I, you know, you I just want to say thank you okay. uh, and you're welcome for everything that I did to facilitate that for you. Thank <laughs> you. Duke white man won't take credit for shit. All right, here we go. 
<laughs> Sarah, but honestly, you got to write that one down. If you haven't written that down, you need to write that down. It's incredible. It's just it's such a powerful metaphor uh, that that you came up with. Um, and uh, yeah, no, uh, that was that was brilliant for sure. Um, so. <laughs> But it's so interesting because we get into these patterns and we get into these roles. Like, I mean, yeah. you hear it all the time. Uh, I mean, you and I work in uh, with student organizations and stuff like that. That'll say the phrase of like, I don't even think of you as black anymore. <laughs> I love it. My favorite line. My favorite line. My favorite line. I don't see color. I don't, I don't even see a color. Yeah. Are you colorblind then? What's wrong? You need to go get your eyes checked. Yeah, when you first when I first met you, you were black. But now that <laughs> I get to know you, I don't even see you as black. Um, it's like what I I know that you're trying to compliment right now, but you you're missing so hard. <laughs> my favorite compliment. This is my favorite compliment, James. My favorite compliment. Oh my god, Sarah. You speak so well and so articulate. Oh God! And then the lip trembles because they either know. Oh, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this next line or not. You'll see. For, for a woman, like, and then I'm like, you want to say for a black girl? Just say it. I just, know you want to say it. Come on, just say it. Just say it. So I can put numbers together. Just say it. Yeah, that was my favorite line ever. Oh my yeah. God, you speak so well. I'm, mm -hmm. I was really shocked. You're so articulate. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. It's just, it's so, it's so there's so many ways that uh, we are, we are demeaning to others. Uh, mm. And it's, uh, it's, it's terrible the way that we are conditioned. Mm. Uh, and those, you know, again, we don't, I mean, we don't want to talk about having implicit biases, but I'm sorry, boo. Uh, you, you came packed in equipment. You mean just because you didn't pack the bag doesn't mean they're not in your luggage. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. Uh, and you, and you're carrying that baggage right now. Okay. Right, uh, so it's right. up to you to unpack it. Um, yeah. Because you didn't pack that suitcase doesn't mean it's not in your baggage. Um, and so, uh, so yeah. So with that being said. Uh, uh, and you don't get TSA pre-check. Go through the screening because we need to check all of that joint in there to make sure we get you back right. All yeah. of that. All of that. Yeah. I love it. Sarah, we're going to lighten it up for one second. Don't you worry about it. We're going to dive you. back in. My, Sarah, this segment of the show is called Things You Didn't Know You Needed to Know About Me, But Now You're Glad You Do. It's a long <laughs> title. Cause I like it like that. Uh, saddle Sarah, this is where we share some random things about us. That people oh didn't know that they needed okay. to know about us. Okay. Um, so, uh, are you, are you ready, Sarah? Are you ready? I, I'm no. happy to go first. I'm not, I'm not, but go, you go first. You go All first. Right, I'll go first. You. As you know, I, I talk a lot about food quirks. Here's a food quirk that I realized that I have recently as, uh, as Tina and I are trying to eat healthier. We're eating more fish. Got our ah! omega threes and our omega sixes. Um, <laughs> so whenever I eat salmon, like, you know, salmon's a flaky fish. I take my fork and I press on the salmon and then like each little piece like slides off right. and flakes off and I eat it flake by flake. I don't, I don't know why I do this, Sarah, but that, that is something random that I do that I've noticed about myself. You you like you like the taste of it, so you want to savor every bite. Is that what's happening right now? I don't know. I think I like it's like a way to play with my food. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm a grown ass man out here, but not really. You know what I mean? Somebody so, sent yeah. Tina a card telling me sorry. Yeah. Um, so so I need to tell the story because it's hard. I don't know the meaning of words, and that sounds really bad for a speaker. Um, it was in front of an orientation crew. This is a real true story orientation is like second day in it's hot you've been on Salisbury's campus at orientation time mm -hmm. and I'm telling them like you got it I believe in you go squad forever and they're really excited 
And I said, so guys, you are just, you're going to take my energy and you're going to be the testicles of my energy, right? You all are going to take my, take it and just do, and just be the testicles. And so they're looking at me and nobody is cheering. And I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm losing it. Like, I'm, I'm good at this. Like, what's happening? I'm not pepping them up. And finally, <laughs> my coordinator looks at me and said, so you said testicles, right? Testicles. He's like, tentacles? What's tentacles? Oh, oh, so I didn't even catch it. You don't even understand. It wasn't even a moment <laughs> that I was like, oh, I said the wrong word. Like, I was like standing strong. Yeah, like my testicles. They were like, there, seriously? And I was like, oh my God. Shout out to the Ghost Squad. I'm just saying that I, I, I sometimes don't know meanings to words. And so I try to yeah. use them and I'm like, ooh, did that, did that word make sense? So a little thing that I do that people who have talked to me for any length of time will know, I will say really quickly at the end of a sentence. Did that make sense to you? And the whole reason why I'm doing that <laughs> is to make sure I said what I was supposed to say the right way and yeah. that it wasn't jacked up. But it is really a science. It's a, it's a method to my madness. So people think I'm trying to be all profound. Like, did that make sense? Oh, my God, Sarah, that was awesome. But I'm really asking because I'm right. Did I use the right words in the right way? In the right context? <laughs> did they catch that I didn't use the right words in the right way in the right context? <laughs> So there you go, folks. I'm out it. Now people are going to be like, she's really an idiot. So now I've lost all speaking gigs probably for the next two years. But whatever. I'm good when I, you know, I practice mm -hmm. it. Right. That's it. Listen, Sarah, <laughs> you can combat this by going out into the world and grabbing it by the tentacles. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know, speaking of words, speaking of words, another random thing about me is that there are a few words that I uh, consistently just have decided. My brain is like, we're never going to learn how to spell these words. Like these are just like, <laughs> just give up. Just hope the red squiggly line appears and hopefully you can right click and like figure it out. Um, and so like environment, I just, I'm not getting it. Uh, and, and there's certain words that I have to sound out, right? Like February, um, and in order to be able to spell them right, but like environment, assess and access. I also, I always want to split up words like setup and, and like, I'm like, do I do what? Like, is it both? Do I like, like, when do you, when, when do they exist as their own words? Right? Like I want everybody to have their own space. I care about everybody. Um, and so, but like there are, there's so many words that I just like consistently misspell business. Right. I mean, the, the irony oh, yeah, of being a business ass. owner who can't spell business. It's too many um, asses. It's too many asses. It's too many. Yeah. What are we doing out here? Right. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, so that's one. That's me. And so my, my word is no, my computer didn't freeze. I'm just trying to figure out how to say it. So Pacific. So oh crap. This is so embarrassing. This is like finding Nemo. <laughs> Wait, it's Pacific. Pacific. Oh, come on. I practice this. Wait. Can I give you a shot? Yeah, go. Specific? Yeah, that's it. Good okay, job. cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> there are words I cannot say. I cannot say it. Yep. Say it again. Specific. Say it again. Spur? Yeah. Sir? Yeah. Fick. There we go. Good job, James. That was really good diction there. Thanks. Spa yeah. I put the diction in these testicles. So, um... <laughs> oh, shoot. Glad it shows Sarah, at 9 o'clock. I never heard that story, and you're going to regret telling me it. Uh, <laughs> 
buckle up. And also, people are out here willing to book the testicle speech. Uh, so Yay! don't worry. Don't you worry about it. Don't you worry about it. <laughs> so uh, I love it. Let's do. Uh, let's do one more, Sarah. Here is a. Uh, uh, um, I have a fear. <clears throat> I have a fear of. Uh, um, I have a fear of letting people down. Um, and, and that fear, uh, no, let me, let me not share. I do have that one, but let me talk, let me talk about a deeper one, uh, a deep and even deeper fear, even more rich fear of mine is that I'm going to be a burden to other people. Um, and so I have a fear that I'm going to burden others. And so even with the way that I like market on social media, I like click, sorry, when I hit send or post, (laughs) um, and like, like I have a, a, a email that I send out to the people on my email list and like, I'm like, Oh God, I'm really emailing them a lot this month. I feel really bad. And like, I just feel like I'm consistently a burden, like telling people to watch uh, this show every week. I'm like, I'm gonna have to tell you every week what's going on and remind you that it's happening every single week. And like, I have a giant fear that I'm a huge burden Mm. to other individuals when all I want to be is someone who alleviates pain, brings joy, causes laughter, makes people think Mm -hmm. Um, that idea that I will be seen as a burden before seen any as any of those other things keeps me frozen. Okay. All right. So let me match you. Um, I have a fear that I will forget my value. Mm. I will forget my value as a woman. And and the reason why is I get so caught up every day into doing just that, making people happy, fixing people's lives or helping them here and there. And, and sometimes it's met with, with like appreciation, but sometimes it's met with not appreciation. And so sometimes um, you get beat up. You get really beat up. And so if I'm not very careful and if I don't take the time away from social media, if I don't take the time to put the phone down, if I don't take the time to really be inside of solitude and really pray and really focus, I will go down a deep spiral that I really will forget the value of who I am. I will forget the value of what I contribute. I'll forget the value of how I contribute and how people, you know, every day I believe, I say this to students all the time, every day that you wake up is because you would need it for a purpose. That I do believe that you will not wake up the day you don't wake up anymore is because your job is done. But if you're still opening your eyes every day, it's because your job is not done. And so your job, each day could be as large or as small, but you still have a job to get done. And so for me, I sometimes forget my value and I really have to be able to do some self-reflection, some self-conversation, and I have to really build myself back up. So it's funny when people are like, oh my God, Sarah, you're so powerful. And I'm thinking, I'm glad because that was the same speech I gave to me this morning in the mirror, right? And so that I can continue to push forward and get the energy. So you even asked earlier, kind of like, Sarah, how are you doing? Like, why are you mentally balancing? Um, I I get into the mirror and I begin to have these conversations. um, And then I have stickies, right? Being Mary Jane was always my favorite because I was like, yes, somebody else put post-its up, right? But if you go into my bathroom, there's post-its. And each one of those post-its represents my value. It represents kind of what I think of me. And I I say them every day. And I remind myself every day because my fear is that I will forget that one day. And I will go down such a dark hole that I may not be able to come back out yeah yeah that first off that's beautiful thank you uh for sharing that Uh, and that is so powerful what does uh, and i'd love to hear your thoughts on like what is the when someone forgets their value like what happens like what Mm. is what is the what is the other side of of that yeah you're not going to choose to remember your values and you do forget your values like what what happens in that in that space 
I think a couple of different things. I think that sometimes where we find a lot of mental health issues happen at that point, like a little depression sets in or sometimes anxiety. But I think the other side of it is, is that you begin to imitate others because you don't, you forgot who you are, right? Mm -hmm. So you begin to look at everyone else and figure out, I want that, right? So you're the person on social media that's looking at your friends like, oh, they got a new dog. Well, let me go get a new dog. You know, your life ain't cut out for a new dog, right? And that was me, right? During the pandemic, everybody was like, oh, I'm getting a puppy. I'm like, I'm gonna get a puppy. So my family was like, you do realize this will end. You will go back on the road. You will not get into this space where you'll be able to take care of a dog. And so I think, you know, the other side of that is that we will become things that we know we that's not true to who we are as individuals. It's not true to our gift. It's not true to our spirit. It's not true to what our calling is or what our purpose is. And so I think that um, we got to be careful, right? For me, I've, I've been on the other side. It was depression, right? I, I thought about so time period period where stuff was like, like I was losing. I lost a significant other. I definitely um, I had some some health issues. Um, I definitely was, you know, under investigation at work because I was a racist. Um, just talk about that another day, another hour. But okay, that, that, was, <laughs> that was just like, it was so, so many issues that was taking place yeah. that, you know, I, I just thought... I, I have no point of being here. I have no point of living. Nobody sees the good. I can't do anything right. I really have nothing to give. And and so I got into a like a dark depression. So I think the other side of it is like I said, the mental health issues. Um, I think it is you start trying to identify with everybody else that you know you can't identify with. I remember talking to my family earlier, um, my mom, my brother, and I was like, you know what? I think I'm gonna adopt a baby. And so my mom looked and she was like, Okay. And so then the dog on me, like, nah, I don't even like the baby stage. Like, I, I, I don't have to, like, I, I, need, I need adults. They can fix their own sandwiches. Like, <laughs> you can run errands for me. Like, I need adults. So I, like, I'm not designed for a baby. But again, I'm looking on Instagram, seeing all these families and seeing all these people thinking, yeah, that would be like completely thinking, nah, that's not what completeness looks like for me. Completeness for me looks like I'm able to go out, I'm able to speak, I'm able to inspire, I'm able to build relationships, I'm able to sit down and do some writing, I'm able to kind of make people laugh, I'm able to make, oh, I make some good drinks, I'm able to make good drinks. Like, being for me, completeness is being able to be in spaces where I know I can have a great time and then share my energy and joy to uplift and encourage someone else. That's my completeness. For me, that's what makes me complete. And so I have to remember that's what my my value is, what I bring to people's lives and knowing that I have an incredible gift that has been given to me and I need to honor it and making sure that I share it appropriately. This is deep. I really feel like I'm sitting in Waffle House for real. Let's go. Let's go. Another round of chocolate milks. Um. Um, Lactose intolerance. Can I just get Sprite, please? Another (laughs) round of soapy water glasses. Um. (laughs) Uh. Yeah, but Sarah, that's so beautiful what you just said, because the interesting thing is that you are a business owner. I don't know if you see yourself as a business owner. I don't know if you, I don't know if you would call yourself an entrepreneur. I don't know if you would introduce yourself as I am Sarah. I am an entrepreneur. Um, I'm curious, you know, when you think about the way that you introduce yourself and the way that you show up into spaces, um, when in thinking about that push and pull internally of value, uh, it is hard. I mean, I know uh, for me that when I first became a speaker and went out on my own, I used to introduce myself as I used to work in higher education as a full-time professional. I'm now a speaker because like being a speaker didn't 
I don't know. It didn't feel real. It didn't feel like it was going to impress people. It felt like it was like, well, I used to get a steady paycheck and now I don't know what the hell's going on. Um, <laughs> right. right? <And> like <laughs> it, it felt like I was a suit. It was a suit I was trying to grow into mm-hmm. um, and fortunately did. But uh, you know, for you, for you, as you, uh, as you see yourself as a strong, badass businesswoman who is a mentor, mm-hmm. uh, a mentor to so many, um, your students love you. Uh, the, the individuals that you get to impact in the community love you. The work that you do uh, for Delta and others. Um, how has it been for you? There you go. Um, how has it been? Uh, how has it been for you in, 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 that, in balancing that? Like, this is this is a little awkward because I don't know if you know this story. I don't I don't know if you know this. So so you're welcome ahead of time. We were in Indianapolis and you and I had lunch. Um, we were sitting in, in the little the little hotel restaurant having lunch. High velocity and high velocity. Oh, so you do remember this? High velocity. And so I said, James, I need a I need a mentor. He's like Sarah. I don't. You don't really need a mentor. I said, No, I do. And you said, How do you introduce yourself, Sarah? And I was like, What do you mean, Sarah? And he's like, like, how, how do you, and I was like, oh yeah, like I work at XYZ University and I'm a speaker. And he's like, yeah, that's the problem. You got to see yourself as a speaker first. And you just happen to work in the institution. And I don't know if you ever you know you told me that, but you did. And so even I go back further to 2014, Brandy, Brandon Stewart walked up to me one day and said, here's the deal. You are a great speaker, but you need to tell yourself that. And I was embarrassed at first, like, wait a minute, I don't have confidence issues. Who are you talking to? So, but then when I processed that, right, and I began to understand what you shared and what he shared, then I really understood, like, I, I had to take my own self seriously. And I think for women sometimes, that's so hard for us to take ourselves seriously because we've been conditioned that as soon as we take ourselves seriously, then now we're trying to be the bitch, right? Or now we're trying to dominate and we're not we just trying to find yeah and now we're just trying to find our role we're trying to find our space and so for me it took a while so it's funny um because Sarah Speaks just was really born I don't even think she's a year old yet. Like Sarah Speaks is like maybe eight months old. Got the brand um, on the wall though. The Let's brand go. is on the wall. The brand is on the wall. And so <laughs> I think that um, it took up until eight months ago that I recognized I'm a business owner and my business is my voice. And so I began to even treat and honor my body very differently and understand mm. I need to take care of my voice box. And I need to understand that, you know, what comes out of my mouth, it really needs to be more blessings than curses. Right. It needs to be speaking of uplifting and instead of tearing down because it's my business. Right. It's just like a boxer. But boxers, a box, he's conditioning his body constantly. Right. And yeah. athlete is conditioning for their job. Right. So right now the NBA is going to go to Disney. Right. And I'm sitting here thinking <laughs> they about to live the best lives ever. But they have to condition because it's their job. And so now I even look at my body differently and understand it's my job to take care of it because it is my but it is my business. So I will be honest with you i didn't really look at that until about eight months ago it took me a while to even respect myself as a professional speaker yes i said it out loud this is a great therapy session i'll send you a check later james um and so now that 
<laughs> I have understood who I am as a speaker and understood who I am, you know, with my business, I, I'm, I'm unstoppable, right? And I think it's funny because I think before I can even fear, I have to get past understand. I have to get past valuing, right? You talk about, mm-hmm. you know, I talk about, I have to value myself. Mm-hmm. So there's no, like, before I can even talk about, you know, Bill, Daryl Bellamy is, is about to kill me right now. Before I can even talk about facing my fears, I got to face my value. Because once I understand my value, the fear automatically moves out the way because I'm about to move in directions that only my value can take me. Right. And so therefore, fear can't stop me because I know who I am. I know whose I am. I know where I'm going. I know how I'm getting there. But again, let me stress, I'm 40 plus years old. And that just happened eight months ago because I think it was kind of going through the years of conditioning of in these kind of structured environments and trying to raise my level up as a black woman and still not not ever feel like it's enough. Right. I get my master's degree. It's still not enough. Right. I'm right now working on my doctorate and I'm pretty sure when that's completed, it still won't be enough. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think that it's like, I'm so I'm hearing these spaces from all these other entities and I sometimes let it consume me. And so it goes right back to what I said, forgetting my value. Right? I, I got to understand my value. And now my value comes with Sarah speaks, right? Somebody just, you know, you, you come to me and say, Sarah, can you speak? Yeah, I sure can. And, and, but let's talk a little bit about what you need and what you want. And if you really want an audience just to make them laugh for a couple of minutes and not offer them any real meat and potatoes or any life changing moments or even thought provoking moments, then I'm not who you want. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm going in because I believe somebody in that audience needs to hear something to get a breakthrough to the next moment. Right. And so that's the only way um, I'm, I'm doing this and honoring the label of Sarah Speaks. So, yeah, I don't know if I answered your question. I totally forgot the question. What the heck? All right. What did you ask me? What did you ask me? Couldn't tell you. Um, <laughs> I was too busy thinking yeah. about high velocity and their smoked salmon sandwich. Um, no, <laughs> uh, no, Sarah. Uh, uh, it's funny. I don't, I mean, I remember, I remember parts of that conversation. I don't remember what I said, otherwise I probably wouldn't have been redundant again here, but uh, that's cool that that happened. Uh, but I, uh, I love that. I love yeah. that. And it took you some time. Like you said, you're uh, just barely 40 years old. And, yeah. um, and, 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 and eight months ago is when this awakening happened. Yeah. Um, and, uh, speaking to your value is crucial. Like I have thought about going back and getting a doctorate, but if I went back to get a doctorate right now, I think I'd be getting it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. I would be getting it because I don't think I'm enough. I'd be getting it up because like, I would love to be the next Brene Brown. Um, and that's what, I mean, that's who I want to be. It's like, all right, well, Brene Brown's got a doctorate. I need to get a doctorate. Um, right. Like I want to be a, a sassy woman hanging out with Oprah and telling people to get their lives together and really, yeah. mean, right. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it's, uh, it, it's just, uh, I have a goal of meeting Brene Brown, by the way, I'm going to meet her within five years. Don't know how, if any of you watching know how, please let me know. Um, oh, but, uh, but still, uh, that's going to happen. I'm really excited about it. Yeah. Uh, and so, but, but again, that idea of not knowing my value. So let me come up with another credential. Let me get another blank, right? Let me get another sentence in the introduction. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's so interesting because the beauty of you, Sarah, the beauty of you is that we don't need to lead with credibility because we lead with relatability. 
Mm. And when we lead with relatability, other people see themselves in us. And when we believe, when we see ourselves in somebody else, we believe that we can, right? And right. so, uh, and so, your ability to attract. Uh, attract positive vibes, attract individuals who are ready and willing to listen is because of how you show up. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, but it's so interesting because we live in a world that conditions us that, you know, you, you, we're on the train tracks of life and you got to stop at the high school graduation, the college graduation, you get your this, you, you got to stop at all these train stops if you're going to live a successful life. Right. Um, and, uh, and that's a pile of horse manure. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, but when we are lost, when we don't know our own value, the only thing we can lean on is what society tells us we should value. Yeah. But that's hard, right? Especially to bring the conversation full circle. Um, and again, I will never speak for you. And so I'd be curious if this is a question um, for you. Um, but to bring it full circle, as a black woman who is out here amplifying her own damn voice um, and, uh, and, and doing it with confidence in the last eight months, got this sweet branding, got this great attitude, taking care of yourself. Um, there is more that you are up against than say me, ye old privileged white boy who came from a household with more than enough, right? Well, we go, we both got dropped off on a mountain, Sarah, but I got dropped off at a different place than you did. Mm -hmm. um, and, and we call that privilege. Um, but, uh, but you know, I'd be curious to hear kind of as we're wrapping this up, you yeah. know, bring, bring a full circle for us. Um, you know, what does it mean and how is like determining your value? How has that been impacted mm -hmm. um, by what the, here we go. I'm not even trying to say specific. Um, <laughs> the, the don't say you never made an impact on me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> bring it around for me with uh when you know when we put some of these these goals and these dreams in the face of systemic uh, yeah. the systemic issues in this country tie, yeah. that, tie that up for me here we go so let's start backwards and go forward right so at the end of the day i think about you know you was talking about not having a good enough reason to get your doctorate and for me uh, my brother joel adams challenged me on this just last week sarah do it for you don't do it for anybody else and i felt like at first the whole reason of getting my doctorate is so that as a black woman no one gets the opportunity of telling me i don't have the right credentials for the job when i know i have the skill set and so i sometimes feel like there's excuses that's being made how do we keep the black people or the black girl down right and so oh she talks too loud or she talks too much or she's she, she's too opinionated she's too she's too authentic right um but i think here is the deal I was given one life and one life only, and I was given that life to make a difference and make a difference in someone's life. And if that someone is just me, then, then that's what I'm going to do. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to allow anyone to dictate or to share with me what they think I should be. And so at the end of the day, I will always, always put me first. Putting me first simply means that I will always be in spaces where I can educate and that I can always make sure that I have the knowledge that's needed so I know where I need to go. Because once I know where I need to go and I understand the resources and I understand the, the history and I understand all the context, then I'm able to travel there very fluidly and also travel there and bring somebody else along with me. And so this thing that we're doing right now, you know, we're in this space 
space where people are still quarantining their homes. So they're still trying to figure out what that looks like, what tomorrow looks like. They're still feeling kind of nervous, right? We still have people that's out protesting because they do believe that Black lives matter and that there is there needs to be a thing called a thing called equality, right, for all people. There is this thing right now that's going on that people are pretty afraid of who or what or when. And, and, and at the end of the day, this is what I'm getting ready to tell people. The only fear that you have is the fear of owning and knowing that there is greatness within inside of you that you need to spill out in some way, shape or form. And don't always assume greatness means that you have to be on TV or greatness means you need to make millions. Greatness simply means that you can carry your household, make sure everybody has what they need. Folks are where they need to be, clothed, fed, whatever the case may be. That can be your volume of greatness. Stop trying to use the definition that society has put on you and use the definitions that you know what to be true. And I think that's the thing that I've learned. That's the thing that even when everything is going on, I'm not really listening to the media about the protests and about whatever's going on. I'm looking around and I'm reading and I'm saying, okay, this is what needs to get done. I'm not really listening to the media about the pandemic. I'm also, well, let me check. I fault Anthony Fauci. That's my dude, right? That's my dude. 56. I love that man. Low key, if he's single, hook me up. But anyway, so the thing is, is that if he, I'm listening to the people that's coming with research that's not trying to tell me what to do, that's giving me the best methods of how to do it, right? And I think as we just walk through this life, I think we got to trust ourselves a little bit more. I think we got to exert our true authentic self a little more. We can no longer worry about who is standing beside us as ready to talk about us. We have to be ready to change the narrative and talk about ourselves so that they understand who we are and what we're presenting out there, not what the society is putting back on us. Does that make sense? I don't know if that's what you want, but that's what I was feeling. Like That's the best way I can tell you to make this full circle of understanding who my value is, who Sarah is, and how Sarah is walking and why Sarah is making the decisions, right? Sarah started off in this life with two parents and both of them died when I was fairly young. So I had to figure this world out really quickly for myself. And so I made a lot of mistakes. Credit numbers are low. So if somebody want to do my budget, please help me. Um, but anyway, and understanding, it took a lot, right? I'm on this, this social media platform to say, yeah, my credit is shot right now. But the key is I'm working on it, right? And so I think we got to stop being in a place of being ashamed and just being able to reach out across the line and say, okay, let's have a conversation. Let me see how I can help you. Um, let's see how I can support you. I think about Jess Estrom, who's reached her hand out, like, Sarah, let me help you. I'm like, all right, bet. I think about you, and I think about what Tina, you, what you all have done into the, in the bailout fund. I think about all the many people that are just doing what they can do in their areas, and they're not trying to be grandstanding. They're just trying to make ends meet, and they're just trying to help people beyond what society say they are, right? And I think that's a that's a beautiful thing. I think that's where we need to operate from. Stop trying to operate by society's definitions and create your own. I challenge everybody, build your own dictionary, build your own your own table of contents of who you are and where you want to go and how you're going to get there. And don't use society's definitions. Make your own definitions up, right? Talk about the perfect love affair. People are always thinking like, oh, who is that? Who is that? It's me. I'm the perfect love affair. Uh, I love myself yes. better than anybody yes. else can love me me, right? And I'm going to love me no matter what you think of me, right? So I don't have to have this perfect person on my side that's saying the right words that's kissing me on my neck because I can kiss me, right? I can take care of me. The perfect date is when I go get some wings, a nice little angry orchard, and chilling. Like, I don't need somebody to be able to fill that space for me. And so I think we just got to be able to learn how to define our own words, our own love, our own value, our own dreams, and create create that roadmap 
so that others can follow behind us and learn for themselves how to, how to make themselves happy and not depend on society to do it for them. That's what I got, dude. Damn. Sarah, in the what? business, we call that a soundbite. Uh, <laughs> man, that was a word right there, Sarah. That was That's incredible. It. I uh, thank you. I'm not even, I'm not even going to add anything on normal. I'd be like, let me get something in here. Nope. I got <laughs> nothing to say. Uh, that was beautiful. Uh, oh, the best. absolutely. I second Daryl Bellamy. Definitely. I love you. D. Love, love you. you. <clears throat> uh, Sarah, we'd love to have you stick around and, uh, and answer some questions and some people yeah. have some questions for you. Would you be willing? So that's awesome. Yes. Um, all right. I love it. My friends, if you are listening to this on the podcast, thank you so much for listening. Make sure that you like, and subscribe to it. Uh, leave a review that would help out so much. Um, but also if you're interested in watching and uh, watching the Q and a with Sarah, please check out my YouTube channel. Uh, just go uh, type in my name, James Rivalata on YouTube. It will pop up. Uh, thank you so much for all of you who are listening. Be well. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Diner Talks with James. It was so much fun getting to hang out with you and finish our milkshakes in that squeaky red leather booth. <laughs> <laughs> if you do me a favor and smash that subscribe button, that would be dope. And also, if you could leave a review on iTunes, well, come on now. You're going to make me blush. <laughs> also, if you want to be a part of the action, we record these live on YouTube Live every Wednesday night at 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Go to YouTube and type in James T. Robo and smash that red subscribe button so you know when we go live next. Also, while we're on the subject, I'm James T. Robo all over the internet. I post meaningful content on Instagram, witty content on Twitter. Let's get connected in some other places, folks. And as always, if you're interested in learning more about the guest tonight, please check out the show notes. My friends, until next time, keep punching small talk in the face by asking better questions. Y'all take care.